Peeps, Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. A podcast where I've covered the four seasons of Punky Brewster, OG Punky Brewster, which are available to listen to on SoundCloud and iTunes. And I'm currently covering, making my way through the 10 episodes of season one that we got of the Punky Brewster reboot. I know it's been a while, so the we're going on almost a year since the Punky Brewster reboot aired on February 26th, 2021 on Peacock. Sadly, you are most likely aware that the show did not get picked up for season two. So, sadly, we only have these ten glorious, beautiful episodes that I plan to take my time covering. So, I figured... For February, I'm going to be covering Season 1, Episode 2, Making Room for Izzy. Oh, I'm sorry, it's February 25th is when this episode dropped. So in this episode, Punky has to figure out where Izzy will sleep. Punky gets a surprise call from her absent mother. Didn't she already get one at the end of the pilot episode? <laughs> um... And again, it's been almost a year since I've seen the episode. That's what, I like that I put enough distance so that my reactions are going to be 100% real and true. So this episode's got an 8.5 out of 10 based on 67 ratings. We have starring Soleil Moon Fry reprising her role as Punky Brewster, as well as Cherry Johnson reprising her role as Cherry. We have the newcomers, the kids. We have Quinn Copeland playing Izzy. We have Noah Cottrell playing Punky's son, eldest son, Diego. Quinn Copeland playing Izzy, the foster girl that Punky takes in and fosters. We have uh, Oliver D. Los Santos playing Punky's youngest son, Daniel. We have Lauren Lindsay Donzi Donzis. Playing Hannah, this is Punky and Travis's daughter, their oldest child. And this episode was directed by Jonathan Judge. We have writer Steve Armogedia, developed by... We have Jim Armogedia. Okay, so um, Jim and Steve, gotcha, gotcha. David W. Duclan. Duclan, <laughs> David Duclan, the creator of the OG Punky Brewster. Susie V. Freeman. This episode was written by, we got Sarah Jane Cunningham. Also a writer, executive story editor, Francisca Gales. Jacqueline Gales. Eugene Garcia Cross. And Mano Egeapian. Oh my goodness. I am horrible with names. I am horrible with names. All right, we got some trivia. Well, more like one. The oldie song Punky plays in the car is Michael Sembello's Maniac, the same song she's dancing to when Henry discovered her in the vacant apartment in the first episode. So basically the pilot episode of the show. We got goofs. This is supposed to be the same apartment that Punky grew up in. When they go out to the car, you see the buildings on each side are older 
taller buildings. But when you look at the footage from the original Punky Brewster Season 3, Episode 10, Fighting City Hall, the buildings on each side are significantly shorter. Well, you know, it's been over 30 plus years. I don't know what to tell you on that. My goodness, somebody is a detail-oriented with that. <laughs> Alright, do we have any user reviews? It doesn't look like we do. That's sad. I love reading user reviews, especially when they're very, very positive. So, before I get into the episode, I want to let you punky peep newbies, if you're just jumping into the podcast, or if you're a returning punky Brewster reboot podcast episode listener i sorry sorry i've been absent for so long just with other podcast commitments and everything and just this year has been one crazy thing after another i swear i'm just i'm looking forward to 2022 and leaving 2021 behind i'll say that so i want to let you guys know where you can follow along with the podcast on social media facebook Type in Punky Brewster Podcast. The Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster Podcast, will pop up. Also, on Instagram, Punky Power PB Podcast. Follow along. That way you'll know when I'm covering the next episode. I'm not doing... I have nine... You know, this and eight other episodes. I'm not doing them all in 2022. I want to stretch this out a bit. I'm not doing an episode a year either. So, it's not going to go on for that long. But, um... Yeah, I just, I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush it. I just, I love the show so much. And it's like, as I've said, it's like, we only got season one, guys. That is it. And then something happened and heaven and earth moves to make another network pick up this beautiful, amazing show. Then I guess we're just gonna, we're gonna be blessed, be happy and be blessed with our season one that we have. Um... I can say that I am frustrated and disgusted with the fact that Saved by the Bell, the reboot, got picked up for season two, and the show didn't. I like the OG Saved by the Bell. I'd watch it on Saturday mornings in the early 80s. Early 80s. (laughs) I was born in 82. Um, (laughs) The early 90s. And, um... I've seen, you know, based on clips and everything of what I saw of the Saved by the Bell reboot, I'm just like, this show was not for me. I don't know what individual would be. I mean, they're there for the Zach Kelly, Slater, and um, Jesse and Lisa. I get it. You know, I just wish that Peacock, they brought Punky Brewster back. And they just as easily just slam the door in its face and say, no, we don't want to give you a season two. And that hurts because I feel like this show has so much promise and the world needs this show more than the Saved by the Bell reboot. 110%. Honestly, I really, really do. So... That being said, also, if you want to give your thoughts on what you think of the episodes as I go along covering season one of the Punky Brewster reboot, you can send your email or message me on the Facebook podcast page. Send an email to punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love if a moment of your time to go to iTunes Search Punky Brewster, click on the Punky Power podcast, scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. 
if you guys want to have some fun and use emojis, if, 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 if you want to, if not, it's no big deal, whatever you want, I just, um, you can have fun with it, tell me your favorite character, or your favorite storyline, favorite episode, um, and, like, 20 words or less, if you can come up with a fun little, um, episode title for uh, an episode that you would create or even a quick little uh, couple sentence for a storyline of an episode of the new Punky Brewster uh, what you would like to see adventures that you know Punky and her family and Izzy all have I would just love to to read about that so all five star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Punky Brewster OG and new reboot fans like yourselves all right that being said let's jump into izzy gets her own room correction making room for izzy i think i always confuse this title with punky gets her own room it's like my mind just goes straight there to that episode But it seems like the family has a hard time with trying to figure out where they're going to put Izzy. I mean, it seems like they're more trying to figure out this situation because they already have three kids and an adult living in that two-bedroom apartment. We know that there's only two bedrooms because there was a bedroom for Henry and his reading room or sitting room den whatever you want to call it would later become punky's bedroom which i do believe becomes hannah's room which since diego and daniel are sharing a room you know they're boys you know izzy does not need to be sharing a room with two boys i'm sorry i'm sorry but i don't feel that that is appropriate hannah's got her own room it's big enough to put another person in there especially a young child come on you guys wanted to bring this girl in make room for her So the episode opens, it's nighttime, Hannah's sleeping in her bed, everyone looks so comfortable. <laughs> I love how Daniel is sleeping in his bed and he's got one of those sleep masks, you know, masks on his eyes, and of course Diego's asleep. Punky is not asleep, there's a reason, because Izzy is sleeping in her bed and she is just a tornado of activity. Izzy's sleeping comfortably, too, and so is Brandy, the dog. Yeah, Punky is the only one in that apartment awake right now, and she's just laying there like, ugh. And now all of a sudden she gets hit in the face with Izzy's hand just smacked right in her face, and Punky's like, ugh, puts her hand over, like, move your hand. And then when Izzy turns, she takes the comforter with her, and Punky's like, no, I need to have some covers, too. Oh, <laughs> as soon as Punky pulls the comforter back over to her side, Izzy basically pushes, with the strength of an adult, adult Punky out of the bed, basically. Like, I thought you, like, kicked her and she fell out of the bed. But while Punky's down there, she grabs her pillow and I'm like, okay, I'll just sleep here on the floor. Izzy has the nerve to shush Punky. Like, shh, I'm trying to sleep, lady. I'm thinking, you are? 
You're making an awful lot of racket and movement for a, a, a person that's asleep. without white noise I have to have a fan going otherwise it's too quiet so running on zero sleep it's morning and Punky <laughs> takes a mixing uh, measuring cup full of batter pours it in her coffee cup and then pours the coffee onto the griddle yeah, her eyes are closed while she's doing this. And she says to the kids, I'm making pancakes. And then she realizes she's pouring coffee onto the griddle and says, I'm not making pancakes. <laughs> so Daniel and Diego come in and they're arguing. And of course, Daniel says, you know, I think you'd feel better if you just made your bed in the morning. And Diego says, I think I'd feel better if you stopped telling me how to feel better. And Daniel, while he's opening the milk, says, you know I can't do that. And then Punky comes over to the boys at the kitchen table and asks, Diego, did your voice change? And his voice cracks as he says, no. TMI, Diego, as he says, and my pit hair count is still only three. We don't need to know that, Diego. <laughs> Immediately, the kids are trying to... Basically, it's called making room for Izzy. Not just finding her a bed, but... A place in this family and apparently Daniel has a, a regular seat when he sits at the breakfast table it's like uh, Izzy you're in my seat and she's like I didn't know we had assigned seats and Punky comes over pretty much apologizing for Daniel's behavior and says oh we don't sweetie because Izzy sounds like, she's like I'm sorry I didn't know we had assigned seats and Punky says oh we don't sweetie D Daniel all the seats are the same just sit down well, actually, it's kind of a mishmash. We got one uh, bench seat. We also have, you know, just a black painted worn chair. And then we have a couple, um, not wicker, but they're kind of a rounded kind of back chair. A couple of those. So it's kind of, it looks like... Punky went thrifting, like thrift shopping, and kind of just got a hodgepodge of different types of uh, chairs around the kitchen table. Cool. So Daniel's making it clearly aware to everybody that he is not happy with his new seating arrangement as he kind of like moves his butt around and says, yeah, my butt says otherwise. Like the seats aren't all the same. Like, dude, deal with it, please. And Izzy looks at Daniel. <laughs> Izzy's hair is just all over the place. <laughs> She says, oh, I didn't know your butt could talk. <laughs> she doesn't say it snottily. She's just like, oh, really? Wow, interesting. I never knew that. <laughs> Funky adds, 
So can yours. I didn't know it was so chatty at 3 a.m. <laughs> so Daniel asks Izzy to pass the choco wheat, choco wheats. <laughs> and he goes to pour and there's hardly any even in the box. He's like, you ate all the choco wheats. The choco wheats box is adorable. It's got this adorable animated brown bear. It makes me think of the movie Brother, the Disney movie Brother Bear. It's just got this cute animated bear c character on the front of it. Yeah, Daniel, you ate all the chocolate wheats. This is anarchy. And even Diego's like, Daniel, chill, dude. It's just cereal. This kid is kind of getting on my nerves. Like, she's in a new situation. Let's not be throwing shade and blame at Izzy. My goodness. Now, first, he doesn't get his special seat. Then he's out of his cereal. It's like, dude, it's an adjustment for everybody, but you need to chill your attitude, man. Yeah, and then Diego's like, where is all the, where's the bacon? And, of course, Daniel, mocking Diego, says, dude, just relax. It's just bacon. Yeah. And poor Izzy, just like, oh. I feel bad for Izzy. I mean, she's coming into this family. Everyone's got their own routine for the morning. Apparently, Daniel doesn't like to share his cereal. Like, everyone's got their own type of breakfast. Someone's having bacon. Someone's eating cereal. No one's having pancakes, apparently. But then again, we gotta think about how often Izzy's probably took off from Fenster Hall and how many meals a day does she get? She's probably trying to recoup from, you know, lack of, you know, having, you know, unlimited uh, supply of food around. So calm down. The food ain't going nowhere. It can be replenished. It can be replaced. Looking at Daniel's, like, travel mug there, and it has the initials DBL. So I get Daniel and then B for Brewster, but what does the L stand for? Like, what is Travis's last name? And I'm just thinking, do the kids all have the name Brewster or are they whatever Travis's last name is? I'm trying to remember if we learn it. We might. I mean, me going back and recovering, you know, you know covering season one for the podcast, you know, I'm going to probably learn things that I most likely forgot in my original viewing. So, Punky says, dudes, relax. I'm still working out all the kinks. Here comes Hannah with an empty toilet paper roll saying, guys, if you use the last square TP, put a new roll on. Yeah, wouldn't that irritate anyone? You sit down to go to the bathroom, especially number two, and you find out there's no toilet paper? Yeah. Awkward and uncomfortable. And Izzy apologizes again. She's like, sorry, I'm just out of it this morning. It's like, sweetie, you have nothing to apologize for. This is a new situation. You know, where everyone's trying to make adjustments and everything like that. But you have nothing to apologize for. The kids need to work on their attitudes, I'll say that. It's like, I get it's a new situation for them too, but seriously. Stop treating Izzy like she's an outsider. And making her feel like an inconvenience. Oh, she throw, Izzy throws Punky under the bus. Like I'm kind of out of it, out of it this morning because somebody, as she looks at Punky who's holding a banana, somebody is a snorer. Punky can't even fathom the fact that she even slept 
slept enough to snore. I love how Hannah just jumps into this big sister role with Izzy. Just, oh, Izzy, let me fix your hair. You have massive bedhead. And, of course, <laughs> Hannah says, well, not as bad as mom's bedhead. And Punky says, no, I have floor head. And, yeah, Izzy's like, I like this, Hannah. And Hannah says, you're my boo. And Daniel it's like, what? It took me three years to get to boo status. Like, okay, dude, you need to chill. Relax. You're still her boo. Okay, so we do get a time frame. It's been three weeks since Izzy has moved in with them. Okay. Well, you know what? Girls need to stick together, Daniel, okay? Yeah. You got a brother. Now, Hannah has a little sister, and it's just so sweet. Oh my gosh, that's right. In that house, the girls are dominating the the boys there with the uh there's more girl power than boy power there. kitchen and is everyone okay and everyone just turns and looks at him like what and he says Diego just texted me 911 and Diego gets up and says yeah we're on a bacon I'm thinking that is not a reason to text 911 to your father even Travis is calling him out it's like dude you sent a 911 text you better be bleeding yeah, he also adds, or be trapped in the trunk of a car. And Punky's like, wow, Travis, you got here really fast. You must have been at Emoji's house. He's like, her name is Emily. And she would have given that comment a frowny cat face. <sighs> uh, he's like dating some 20-year-old. <laughs> like, oh. 
Punky asked Travis to do her solid. Like, hey, since you're here, can you take Izzy to school? And Izzy, <laughs> we cut to Izzy and she says, you know, or a theme park. I mean, your call. And I guess Punky and Travis kind of switch off days with who's taking the kids to school on, you know, certain days. And she's like, I, I know it's not your day and this is not your kid, but you have a car. So what, Punky doesn't have a car? Or she doesn't, she doesn't have room to add another child. And she says that she has three school drop-offs. So, okay, so that means Hannah's in high school, would be my guess, right? Uh, and then, are Diego and uh, Daniel, they're in junior high, right? At least I would think, and then... Then Izzy's got to be in elementary school still. I mean, she's like eight, nine years old. And it's interesting because Izzy is still going to the same school that she probably went to when she was with her mom. So at least I would think so. I don't know where exactly if she's lived in Chicago her whole, you know, in that area that, you know, her whole life or not. I'm not sure. I mean, if you're living staying at Fenster, do you just go to school and then you come back to Fenster at the end of the day? I'm, or do they have classrooms there? I don't know. Travis was like, hey, I got this. I'm not on the road anymore with my band. I can do the whole dad thing. And you know that that's going to strike a nerve with Punky. Like, oh, just like you couldn't do the whole dad thing when you were actually, <laughs> yeah. Punky says, good, because you're a dad. You don't need, you're a dad. You don't need to do that, air quotes. <laughs> I like how Hannah did Izzy's hair in a braid. That was so cute. And Travis is like, all right, Izzy, let's roll. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Izzy's like, Punky lets me get donuts on the way to school. <laughs> and Travis is like, eh, this is not my first rodeo kid. <laughs> like, he's got three other kids that have probably pulled the same thing on him. Like, well, mom lets us do this, or mom gets us this on our way to school, or something like that. It's like playing one parent against the other. So now that Izzy is out of the kitchen, Punky's like, all right, everyone, family meeting, as in family meeting with the three kids. Look, Izzy can't sleep in my bed anymore, so whose room is she going into? And immediately, Diego and Daniel are like, not it, and they take off. And she yells at them saying, this conversation isn't over. And they both are like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it makes sense to put Izzy in Hannah's room because she is the only one that isn't sharing a room. And it doesn't make sense to put her in with the boys because there's already two in a bedroom. And that just, I, they're boys. They don't need a nine-year-old girl sharing a room with them. That just, I don't like that. And it just seems like Hannah already sees Izzy as a little sister. Why not have them share a room? She's got the space. Hannah sc scoffs. <laughs> they are so immature. And she takes off running. And Punky is just left like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do about Izzy? Because she, you know, she took the responsibility. Like, she can stay here. You know, I'll make it work out. But now it's like, okay, you got... One, two, 
three I didn't even know that Henry's place had three rooms. I thought it was just like a two-bedroom apartment. There was, you know, his room, which you never saw, and then there was Punky's room, which at one point had been his little, uh, his little den, his little study area. And it's just like, well, where did that other room come from? I don't know. But, um, yeah. He's got to come up with a situation because Izzy needs a room to be in. And Hannah's makes the most sense. You guys okay? <laughs> Diego texted me 911. Yeah, we're out of bacon. You send an emergency text, you better be bleeding or trapped in the trunk of a car. You got here really fast. You must have been at Emoji's house. Her name is Emily, and she would give that nickname a frowny cat. Oh, you know what? Now that you're here, can you actually take Izzy to school? Or a theme park? Your call. I know it's not your day, and I know she's not your kid, but I'm desperate, and you have a car. I've got three school drop-offs now. It's no problem. I'm off the road for a while so I can do the whole dad thing. Good. Because you're a dad. You don't need air quotes. <laughs> Let's roll, Lizzie. Have a good day, Iz. Punky lets me get donuts on my way to school. This ain't my first rodeo, kid. <laughs> okay, family meeting. Izzy can't sleep in my bed anymore, so whose room is she going to... Not yet! This conversation isn't over. Yeah! so immature so punky is putting a dresser together for izzy and <laughs> cherry's looking through the instructions and just saying these instructions sort of should have come with like a xanax or something like i don't get these and Punky's saying, you know, I want this done before Izzy gets here because she doesn't even have a bed or a room yet. I'm like, and you're putting a dresser together for a kid who does not have a room or a bed. But, you know, you do you, Punky. <laughs> I think you're skipping a couple steps, but okay. You know, and I'm just thinking she's lucky that Simon P. Chillings did not hear her say Izzy doesn't even have a room or a bed yet because he would have taken Izzy out of there so fast and just given them to that, that rich couple that was going to put her in, like, college classes at age nine. And Cherry, who's folding laundry, is saying, you know, you know, I know that I made a good choice by placing Izzy with you. She needs a good hugger, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> And, yeah, and Punky is just saying how how much Izzy reminds her of herself when she was young. And how, you know, I'll have to say this transition, though, it's been pretty bumpy. It's like, yeah, everyone's kind of getting used to each other. But, I mean, it's been, what, th what did, Daniel said she's been there three weeks. Is that right? So, everyone's still, it's, it's adjusting to a new person. Everyone's adjusting. I mean, if they think it's hard on them, like, think about how Izzy feels. She's going from a place at Fenster Hall to, you know, staying with someone who has three other kids and one who, which has a bad attitude about her being there. And Cherry reminds Punky, it's like, that's all good and well, you know, the kids are adjusting, but you need to take care of yourself first. You need to take care of you. And then she, yeah, 
Oh, Brandy the dog is just sleeping in a chair. Just kind of how Brandon used to be. It just... I really wish, I mean, maybe if the show had went on, they would have included Brandy more, kind of like how Brandon was a member of that family, like, he was included, they treated Brandon just like, you know, he was another person in the family, and just, he even had his own storylines, you know, his own, you know, dressing him up, and it was just, it was so fun, and they didn't really do that with this dog, and I just, they treated the dog more like just a dog. And Punky lets it slip about her mother calling, like, there's more laundry, there's more cleaning, there's more homes there. My mother called, and Sherry lies, she's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, your mother called? And you know that Sherry is going to jump on that, like, no, 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 we need to discuss this. So Punky has been keeping this under wraps for three weeks, and she has not told her best friend yet. Of course, I, I can understand why Cherry would slug her in the arm. Like, what? Your mom called and you didn't tell her? Like, and Punky's like rubbing her shoulders like, ow, use your words. Like, well, hello? It's, that's almost a month of you not saying anything. I get that with Izzy being there, you've been, you had other things going on, but this is a big deal. This is like almost 40 years of your mom being gone. I mean, not quite 40, 30. 35 something like that and you know now Punky's nervously like, every time the phone rings she thinks it's her mom calling her back like and Punky you know over all these years she just wondered like if my mom had called but I would you know it's like some uh philosophical thing and she says where the hell have you been for the last 36 years and Sherry's you said that it's like yeah yeah, and she wanted to ask all the questions. We were probably wondering, she's like, were you kidnapped? Were you in a coma? Were you in a cult? Like, what happened? And Punky, even like, what, did you forget where you parked the car? She left the car there? What did she just walk? So she just took Punky in to a shopping center, said, hey, I'll be right back. Left her there, walked out of the store, and just left the vehicle and just, like, left, left. So was Punky, like, sleeping in the... Oh, oh my, well, I think we're going to get to that in a little bit. Is that what she was... She was probably sleeping in the car because her mom just left it there. Oh, my gosh. I, I just thought her mom, like, took the car and, like, left. Like, and just abandoned... Like, she did abandon her, but I just thought she, like, took the car. Like, I didn't know that she left the car, too. She just walked off. And Cherry's like, you know, the only reasonable explanation I would accept is alien abduction. And Punky says, you know, as soon as she heard her mother's voice, she couldn't ask any of those questions and just said, I'll call you back. And she hung up. Like, yeah, that is a phone call that has been a long time coming for not just for Punky, but for all of us wondering, like, and that's the thing with the new show. We were all wondering, like, is this big question that the show's been sitting on? that never got resolved in four seasons is that finally going to be answered after 36 years and yeah and punky actually is thinking you know she even asked sherry like am i a bad person for that and sherry says no the woman abandoned you in a grocery store parking lot like it's okay if you don't have her number on speed dial it's like like you call her when you are ready this is about you. Honestly, yeah, it's about you, Punky. It's not about your mom. 
when you are ready to talk. And she should have to sit there and listen to everything that you need and want to say to her. Cherry, oh my girl, Cherry, my girl. <laughs> she says, why don't you give me that number? Because I got a few choice words I would like to say to her. I'm like, you and Henry both and Mrs. Johnson and I'm sure Mike would all have loved to give Miss Mrs. Brewster an earful. Like y'all get in line after Punky. Oh, oh this show's such about hugs. I love the hugs. With Punky and Cherry, it's just oh, so sweet. It's like, I'm here for you. Come on, bring it in. Bring it in. Is this a lag bolt, a flange bolt, or just a screw with a weird neck thingy? <laughs> These instructions should have came with Xanax. I want to finish before Izzy gets home. Poor kid doesn't have a room or her own bed yet. I want her to have something to make her feel at home. A new place in Izzy with you was the right choice. She needs a good hugger in her life. I see so much of myself in that kid. But I gotta be honest, it's been a little bumpy. Not just for Izzy, but for the other kids too. Well, you need to remember to take care of you. There is a reason why they tell you to put on your oxygen mask first. I know she's just one kid, and she's pretty small, but there's more cooking, more cleaning. My mom called, there's more homework. There's... Your mama called? Yeah, it was actually a few weeks ago. Ouch! Use your words. Sorry. I just can't believe you've been sitting on this news. Now every time the phone rings, I think it's her. I always wondered what deep philosophical thing I would say. It turns out it was, where the hell have you been for the last 36 years? You said? Yeah. There were so many questions I wanted to ask. Were you in a coma, kidnapped, in a cult? Did you forget where you parked the car? Hmm. The only excuse I'll accept is an alien abduction. <laughs> but I heard her voice and... I couldn't ask any of them. I just told her I'd call her back and hung up. Still haven't called her back. Am I a bad person? No. The woman abandoned you in a grocery store parking lot. It is okay not to have her number on speed dial. But you know what? Why don't you give me that number? Because I got a few choice words for her. But first, come here. Be careful. That's where my best friend whacked me. So... We're outside of the apartment. Diego and Daniel are walking three blocks from school to home. Daniel, of course, is complaining the whole way about, you know, it's not like mom not to pick us up. And he's saying how she normally, like, writes a little heart, like, on a note or something, puts in his lunch bag. And he, she didn't do that. And the fact that yeah, Diego is telling Daniel, like, it's not all bad. You know, Izzy pretty much made you the middle child. It's not a big deal because you can get away with more stuff and no one really notices you anyway. And, of course, Daniel does not like this. He is oh, he is such a complainer, but he is a very schnazzy dresser. He, wow, I like, yeah. He's wearing a hat. I, I can't even t really tell. Is it a fedora? I can't tell. Not a fedora. Something. He's wearing a hat. And he's really snazzy anyway. Um, and the fact that Diego tells Daniel, I mean, no one noticed. I mean, I haven't brushed my teeth in three weeks. And I love Daniel how he says, I brush your teeth while you sleep. <laughs> I, whoever 
wrote the lines for the show is a genius. I love the lines coming from all the kids. They're just so witty and snazzy and snappy and just awesome sauce. I love them all. But yeah, this is, I mean, it's interesting to see it, the this situation with Izzy from all points of view. We have Punky adjusting having another kid. There's an additional work that comes with it, cleaning, laundry, all that stuff. There's the kids adjusting to having, you know, being, you know, their position in the family has been kind of, uh, up, I don't know, uprooted probably isn't the right word, but kind of uh, shifted a little bit. And where Diego says, Daniel, you're not the baby of the family anymore. And Daniel says, Izzy made me a middle child. Well, it, it is what it is, you know, but, and the thing is, I want to see more of how Izzy is adjusting to these changes for herself, living in, you know, a space where there are three other kids and how that's affecting probably her self-esteem and all of that, you know, where, you know, some kids like, I don't want to be an interloper. I don't want to be someone who's causing problems. You know, I don't want to come off as, you know, because it's an adjustment for them. I mean, when I moved in with my aunt and uncle when I was like seven, that was an adjustment because they already had four kids. And by the time I turned eight, there was another child on the way. So that was a lot of shifting and changing of rooms and everything because they only had so much space in the house that they had. So it was, you know, and I just felt like my presence to my, even though they're my cousins and stuff, it's still... That's another person now that's living with them and taking attention away from their their mom and stuff like that. And it just I'll be honest, it wasn't it wasn't easy for me. I really uh you know, I like the day the weekends when I could get away and, you know, go to my dad's for Saturday night and then I'd come back Sunday evening and then it was just I don't know. I mean, it's one thing if I, maybe if I hadn't been related to them, but the fact that they were my cousins and they treated me like I was a, an, an interloper or just, I don't know. I mean, it's one thing, you know, when we were younger, we would play together and stuff, but it's another thing when you're actually living with relatives and yeah, like I, it was just an adjustment. Of that Diego is got a Chicago Cubs baseball uh, backpack or book bag. I just think that is really cool. That just makes me think of that episode when they went to the uh, Chicago Cubs game in season one with Punky and Henry. wearing sneakers um because i haven't given up on life <sighs> why didn't mom pick us up like she usually does she said something came up it's not like mom to make us trek the mean streets of chicago with no warning dude it's three blocks alongside a park not only that usually she puts a note on my lunch bag and signs it with the heart today it was just a smudge talk about phoning it in i get used to it you're not the baby anymore you're a middle child now i'm not a middle Mid kid, nobody pays attention to you, so it's easier to get away with stuff. I don't want to get away with stuff. 
It's awesome. I haven't brushed my teeth in three whole weeks, and nobody noticed. I brush your teeth while you sleep. You're welcome. just happy she's never she says i've never had my own dresser before and she was surprised like this is for me and punky says yes and these four screws which i don't know what they go to but here you go <laughs> and izzy just can't believe that you know this is for her like her own dresser she's never had one before and she's like what am i a kardashian <laughs> So she's so excited she's going to go grab her clothes, which she's been keeping in the microwave. Interesting. So I take it that the microwave has not been used in the last almost month. So Daniel and Diego come in. And of course, Daniel, I'm going to say he's being kind of a brat. Because he's like, hello, we're home. We had to walk the whole way with our feet. And she's like, man, and I can kind of see where Punky is going to lead this with these kids need to be taught. Her kids need to be taught a lesson in learning how to, what it means to not have the basics. Like, they have, you know, phones, tablets, you know, all these electronics and just... I think they're a little too comfortable with what they have and she's going to teach them a lesson by well we'll find out but I think it's a good lesson honestly but Daniel is just kind of really getting on my last nerve right now I get he's adjusting but it's been three weeks and he's just coming off as kind of a brat and Punky says, hey, look what I built. And Daniel's like, whoa, cool dresser. And the minute that Punky says, it's for Izzy, Daniel just goes, Phew. like, well, she needs a place to put her clothes, man. You have a place to put your clothes. You both, you all do, except for Izzy. My gosh. Yeah, these kids are too entitled. I'm sorry. Uh, they're spoiled. <laughs> So, Daniel says how he got an A on his math quiz, and Punky's like, that's great, that's awesome, fantastic. And Daniel is just to prove to Diego that he's not invisible. And Diego says, hey, check this out. Hey, Mom, I'm going to go grab a beer and blow off some bottle rockets. Is that okay with you? And Punky just uh, picks up her stuff that she was using and then leaves the room and says, knock yourself out. <laughs> and then Diego says, you heard her. Mama said, knock you out. And he runs after Daniel. <laughs> I do like the brother dynamic with Daniel and Diego. It's really, really adorable. I think it's really cute. How one is more, Diego is more laid back and Daniel is more buttoned. It almost feels like a Jackson and Max fuller type of thing where the older brother is kind of goofy and aloof and the younger one is more by the book like no 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 this is how things are done like oh i have to show you how to do everything this is for me Yep, and these four extra screws. I've never had my own dresser before. Look at all the 
these drawers. Who am I? A Kardashian. I'm gonna go grab my clothes in the microwave where I've been keeping them. <laughs> See? Invisible. We're home. We walked the whole way with our feet. Okay, I didn't hear you come in. Look what I built. Cool dresser. It's for Izzy. Always for the baby. I had a good day at school today. I got an A on my math quiz. Fantastic. See? Non-invisible. I'm gonna go uh, grab a beer and go shoot off some model rockets. Knock yourself out. You heard her? Mama said knock you out. So, no, Punky's trying to take a break and meditate for a bit. And then <laughs> she's sitting on the cushion doing her breathing exercises. Here comes Izzy with the juice box making the loud slurping noises. And she's like, hey, Izzy, can you give me like 10 minutes here? You know, I'm practicing on my breathing because I'm meditating. And of course, Izzy doesn't know what meditating is. Like, yeah, I'm practicing on my breathing. <laughs> Izzy how she said she's like how hard is that I've been doing that since I was a baby <laughs> so I love how Izzy <laughs> she's rocking that adorable gray hat which we're gonna learn more about that hat that she wears in the pilot and in this episode we're gonna learn that in um, a few episodes from now and I love how she sits on the cushion next to Punky and just assumes the position with the the hands kind of, you know, pressed against, folded together, kind of like in prayer and everything, just doing the relaxing exercise, just the breathing. And it's just, it's so sweet. It's like Punky's little, Izzy is Punky's little mini-me. And here comes Daniel with his stripes and whatever, his mismatched shirt and pants. And he's, he's just begging for attention from punky and it's like dude you gotta learn how to share your mom i know it is not easy but come on now everyone's making adjustments you don't gotta make it harder for izzy than what it is so and uh daniel untucks his shirt like oh my gosh my shirt is untucked oh my gosh look at me i'm drinking soda and burping it's like punky is just tuning him out and if to make matters worse, here come Hannah and Diego pushing Izzy's dresser into the living room. Like, no, it goes in your room. No, it goes in your room. It's like, they're making her feel so unwelcome. And I really don't like her kids right now. They're really getting in my craw. So, ugh, yeah, finally, Punky's like, everybody stomp. We need to have a talk, except for Izzy, who you can go watch TV in my room. And it's like, kids, yeah, I would be ber berating them big time. It's like, you guys are just really not helping the situation here. And even Izzy's like, yeah, you're going to talk about me when I'm not here. And Punky says, no. And as soon as she's gone, I'm like, all right, guys, we need to talk about Izzy. She needs more than a dresser. She needs her own room, which is like, I don't know how that's going to work if you already have three rooms that are already occupied. She's not sleeping in the bathtub. And Daniel brings up a good point how he and Diego already share a room. And not to mention they're both boys. 
and how Hannah does not share a room and how it makes sense being Daniel says it's simple math that Izzy should room with her and of course Hannah's like no I don't want to it's simple I just I don't want it's like well, do you really get a say in the matter? Because the room isn't really here. The apartment belongs to Punky. So, it's up to her. I mean, I get it. Like I said, it's an adjustment for everyone. But still, they're making Izzy feel very unwelcome. And Punky is the only one that's being accommodating. I, yeah, Hannah says, I can't share a room because I don't want to. I'd be like, tough. You don't get to make that decision. And, of course, Diego says, well, we can't share a room because we need to do points. Your boys tip that in itself is not, she does not need to be rooming with two boys. That is just no, no, no. Especially one who's like 13, 14. That is a hard no. Hannah's all like, well, how am I supposed to make out with a boy? And it's like, great. Yeah, about that. You're not allowed to have boys in your room with the, with the door closed. And, okay, so we find out that Izzy is actually seven. She's not eight or nine. And she, Hannah is just like, I'm an adult teenager. Like, what? Ugh, whatever. These kids are just impossible. They're really driving me nuts. He's also saying about how Izzy's bedtime. I mean, she goes to bed at the time that I'm usually, what'd she say, practicing TikTok dances and texting her friends? Ugh. Even Punky's got to say, like, these kids are too entitled. They're too... I mean... <sighs> with what Punky went through and everything like that, and how she had to... F Henry finally gave in and gave her his den to make a room for her, instead of sleeping on the couch. And I'm surprised that... What is, there's that little area that looks like it's a... Like a... What, where the closet area used to be in Punky Brewster? It's like that whole area's been carved into some little, it looks like a, like a daybed, like, little tucked away area with, like, a bunch of pillows. And then it's got, like, the dog's little doghouse thingy underneath it or something. Like, why doesn't she sleep on whatever that, they never address whatever the heck that thing's supposed to be exactly. And Punky said, well, no, they do need to make space for her in that apartment. But she says, you also need to make space for her in your hearts. So, like, yeah, no, none of those kids are on board with having her there. And they're making her feel like she is an intruder, like she's an interloper. Like, and I just, I think that's wrong. I just think that's so, so wrong. You know, these... Yes, with Punky's background and everything that she went through and stuff, it's like her kids have it way, way too comfortable. They have it way too good. And that's why I definitely agree with the lesson that she teaches them later on in this episode. To be thankful and grateful for what you have. Because not everyone has that. Not everyone got to grow up that way. Punky sure didn't. So Hannah brings up the fact that the apartment is small. We need to get a bigger place. And Punky says, in this neighborhood, can you, can't you understand just how lucky we are that Henry actually left us this place? Which I didn't know that he could do that. Um, that I guess it was left in the will that she would get it. But is that, I mean, did he basically lease that apartment until he, he passed? And, you know, she basically took over ownership of it or however that worked. I don't know. 
So yeah, they're already fighting over rooms in a place that doesn't exist in rooms that they don't have. Like, I get the biggest room out of the oldest. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, we're not getting another place. Oh, you kids. And Punky says, you know, I'd like to have a rational conversation about this. Clearly, we can't. So she sends all the kids to the rooms. Here comes Izzy, and she's like, please don't fight over me. It's like, yeah, she, she probably feels like, you know, like, I'm causing all this trouble. Like, sweetie, you're not. These kids just, ugh, they're ungrateful. I'm sorry. I said it. Yeah, Izzy, I, she has a heart of gold, this girl. She said, I don't want to be any trouble. I can sleep in my dresser. She pulls out the dresser and just lays in it like that. I'm like, I don't think that's a viable solution, kiddo. You know, she's just trying to think, you know, I'm small. I don't take up a lot of space. It's like, that's not it. These kids are just, <coughs> they're not willing to bring in someone else from the outside and share what they have. Because they're spoiled. Because they don't seem to understand just how good they have it. So Izzy lies down in the bottom dresser and says, This is totally going to work. Can somebody push me in? Daniel actually makes a move like he's going to push her in. And Punky has to stop him. Don't you dare push that drawer in. Like, Dude, what is wrong with you? So Punky looks at her kids and says, I'm going to fix this. And Izzy, she's just like, this actually works in here. I think I'm going to have a sleepover. Oh, you sweetheart. You sweetheart of a girl. Oh. Welcome to your guided meditation. Let's start by bringing awareness to your heart space. Breathe in for four, three, two. What the heck are you doing? Can't talk. Meditating. Got it. What's meditating? Tuning out distractions. How's that working out for you? Not so good. Can you give me ten minutes? I'm focusing on my breathing. How hard is that? I've been doing it since I was a baby. Thank you for flagging that. New rule, boys are not allowed in your 
What? Uh, I'm sorry. I love Izzy, but she's only seven and I'm an adult teenager. She goes to bed when I'm texting my friends and practicing TikTok dances. I mean, doing my homework. You don't need to make space for Izzy in the apartment. You need to make space for her in your hearts. Sorry, but my heart belongs to Timothy Chalamet. What about Jordan? We're not a thing anymore. Why? Because he was jealous of my relationship with Timothy Chalamet. The real problem is this apartment. It's too small. We need to get a bigger place. In this neighborhood? You know how lucky we are that Henry left us this apartment? If we got a new place, we could all get our own rooms. I call the biggest room, since I make the biggest mess. No way! I'm the oldest, so I get the biggest room. Come on, that's that makes a I have a rational conversation about this, but obviously we can't. Everybody go to your rooms. Please don't fight over me. I don't want to be any trouble. I can just sleep in my dresser. <laughs> totally gonna work. Can somebody push me in? Don't you dare. I'm gonna fix this. It's, ac- it's actually pretty cozy in here. I can't wait to have a sleepover. So, in the next scene, Punky calls the kids out into the living room and says, hey kids, can you come out here a minute? She tells them she just spoke to her realtor friend who's found them a nice new bigger place to live so it's like let's all go check it out and the kids are just punky's kids are just so excited yeah those kids are so spoiled but right away the way kids get there like oh diego says oh i hope i'm getting my own room and hannah says oh i would love my own bathroom like i'm sure you would Hannah says, I'm tired of stepping in mystery puddles. And I love how Izzy looks up at her and says, it's pee. Like, come on. And Daniel says, well, I just want what all kids want. You know, heated floors and a steam shower. Oh, well, I can't see that being a possibility. And Punky's like, well, let's go see. And now we're outside of the apartment and she tells the kids to get in the car. And I love how Izzy calls... The third row. I got the third row. Kids, can you come out here? I heard what you said about this place being too small, so I reached out to my realtor friend, and she found us an amazing new place to live. Oh my yes, I better be getting my own room. I-, I would love my own bathroom. I'm tired of stepping in mystery puddles. It's pee. <laughs> I just want what all kids want. Eating floors and a steam shower. Get in the car. I call third row. I can't wait to see this new place. All right, buckle up. Here we go. Yeah, so what happens is <laughs> gets the kids in the car like, all right, everyone buckled up. Great. Here we go. And then she moves about maybe 10 feet. So she's more in front of the building they already live in. She says, here we are. And Hannah says, well, we didn't go anywhere. 
Diego says, yeah, where's our new swag pad? And Punky says, you're sitting in it. Our new fancy place is right here in this car, basically. And Daniel says, what, no steam shower? And Punky says, nope. And she turns around and looks at the kids and says, you kids have no idea how good you have it. And she's talking about her three kids, not Izzy. Because I'm sure there were times where Punky was probably sleeping in her car with her mom. Or probably sleeping in her car by herself because her mom just walked off and left the car in the shopping center. Yeah, Punky tells him we'll be sleeping in here tonight. And I keep wanting to call her Lauren because that's her real name. No, Hannah says, hmm, you know what I think? And she starts shrieking. I'm like, you kids are so spoiled. And I just w kind of think that it's nice that something, you know, wanna, I want to give my kids everything that I didn't have. But it's like, yeah, but you don't want to spoil the kids. You want to give them just enough that they're not going without the bare essentials and everything and all that stuff. So just, <sighs> But you give them everything they want and you just, all these creature comforts and just... They're going to be expecting it all the time and anything less than that is going to be the worst thing ever to them. You didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Where's our new swag pad? You're sitting in our awesome new place is this car. <laughs> so, no steam shower? Nope. You kids have no idea how good you have it, so we'll be sleeping in here tonight. Hmm. You know what I think? So Hannah's like, oh, well, I'm going to miss the voice. And if I can't talk about what Gwen Stefani is wearing, I'm going to look like an idiot. Oh, my gosh. These kids of today. <sighs> do these kids even know about, do her kids even know about her past and how she grew up? Or uh, is it one of those where, oh, yeah, we've heard it a hundred times, Mom. We know Henry found you in an abandoned apartment or an empty apartment and took you in. It's like, I understand the lesson that Punky is trying to teach her kids. Izzy doesn't need that lesson because she was basically living that lesson up until she got to Fenster Hall. And Hannah tries to open the door with difficulty and Punky says, did you really think I'd forget to put the child locks on? And, and Hannah's just, oh, she's being a major brat. I honestly, really, there's a small percentage of this character that I like. The spoiled bratness, I can't stand that garbage. Because she's saying, I'm not a child. And Punky tells her, well, you know, escaping also comes with, uh, revoked phone privileges so it's like you want to escape fine but i'm taking your phone in fact i'd be taking all those kids electronics like your phones give them to me because you don't need them right now and diego unclips his belt and says you know what i don't need a phone i need freedom so i'm out of here but he drops his phone in the middle console between punky and hannah's seats he actually opens the car window I guess the ones in the back only open part way and he tries to get out that way but he's like he gets to the point of 
where the top of his jeans would be. And then he's like, uh, nope. Like, <sighs> pulls himself back in the car window and asks, can I have my phone back now? And Punky says, nope. And Daniel's like, we can't, you know, we, we can't sleep in the car. You know I get car sick. Yeah, if the car is moving, probably. Are you get, you get sick just sitting in a car with it standing still? And Izzy says, if you're going to blow chunks, aim it that way. And she points to the front of the car. Like, don't aim it back here where I am. It's cool she's got that whole backseat to herself. And Punky says, no, nobody is going to blow chunks. And then Lauren is search Googling how to escape a car. Oh my gosh. So Punky, yeah, she opens up the middle console in between her and Hannah's seats and says, oh, nope, hand over your phones, come on. And she already has Daniel's phone and Daniel drops his phone. Doesn't even look like it even has a case to it. I'm like, that screen's going to shatter. Yep, and then Hannah drops hers in and Punky, it's like she, she no matter what she says, she cannot get through to these kids. She says, nobody here she says nobody has a fraction of what we have as far as these kids just it's more than you got clothes on your back food a roof over your head it's these kids seem like they're given just about what they're just they're entitled they're spoiled and they really these kids right now are getting on my nerves especially Daniel and uh, Hannah especially very much so um, yeah, and Punky says, no, that's why we're staying here tonight. Like, you kids gotta learn. And she says, we're staying here tonight. Get used to it. And you see Izzy's face. Izzy is the only one other than um, Punky that don't have a problem with this situation right now. And <laughs> Punky says, hey, how about some karaoke? <laughs> she plays, she's a maniac on her phone. And, of course, that brings us right to the pilot. Oh, my goodness. Dancing says she's a maniac when Henry comes in and they're introduced for the first time. What's Thunderstruck on Carnival? I am not staying in here. I'm going to miss the voice. You know, if I can't talk about Gwen Stefani is wearing, I'll look like an idiot. (laughs) Did you really think I'd forget to put the child locks on? Escaping is punishable by revoking your phone privileges. You know what? I don't need a phone. I need freedom. I'm out of here. Nope. I give up. Do you have my phone back now? Nope. We can't sleep in the car. You know I get car sick. If you're gonna blow chunks, aim it that away. Nobody is blowing chunks. Don't worry, I'm Googling how to escape a car. Nope. Hand over your phones. Most people don't have a fraction of what we have, so we're staying here for the night. Get used to it. <laughs> now, who wants to join me for some karaoke? She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. And 
morning yet and Hannah says it's gotta be and Daniel's like how long have we been in here and Punky says 12 minutes oh you kids and Hannah says that's impossible you've been singing for hours and then knock 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 on Hannah's window it's Travis and of course he scares everyone and they start screaming and Punky asks Travis what are you doing here and he says, well, I just got a 911 text from Hannah. And Punky looks at Hannah real... Seriously? And Hannah says, this is a real emergency. I'm like, no, it's... You kids! Ugh! Thank goodness they're not actually calling 911. Hannah says, mom's forcing us to sleep in the car and also forcing us to listen to oldies music. And Punky says, they're not oldies. They're from the 80s. Uh, uh. <laughs> Why bother trying? These kids are going to, of course, think like the 80s, 80s music is oldies. I mean, like when I was a kid, 80s to me, or oldies music to me, was music from the 60s and the 50s. And Travis says, all right, so you guys are all good? And the kids are all, No! It looks like Izzy has fallen asleep, though, because she's, like, on her, like, in the back row, she's, like, she is laying down. And Izzy, yeah, she pops up and she says, I'm good. It's really comfy back here. And she adds, these seats are leather, and I love how Travis waves at her, like, hey. (laughs) And it looks like, yeah, Punky's gonna step outside and talk to Travis. So Punky says, I'm gonna step outside for a minute. If you're still complaining when I get back, we are going to be line dancing to Material Girl, so help me God. Daniel and Hannah are like, please, no! Is it morning yet? It's gotta be. How long have we been in here? Twelve minutes. (laughs) That's impossible! You've been singing for hours! (laughs) What are you doing here? I just got a 911 text from Hannah. Seriously? This is a real emergency. Mom's making us sleep in the car and she's forcing us to listen to oldies. They're not oldies, they're from the 80s. Oh. So you guys are all good? Yes. No! I'm good. It's really comfy back here. These seats are leather. Outside, and if you're still complaining when I get back, we are line dancing to Material Girls, so help me God. Please, no! So, as soon as they're out of the car, Travis throws his hands up and is like, Hey, what's with all these 911 texts? Why do you have the kids sleeping in the car? And Punky says, They are so spoiled. They don't know how hard this is for Izzy. And she says, I want them to know what it's like to struggle. Because these kids have never not wanted for anything. I mean, they've wanted for, uh, it's just, they've never had to go without. And Travis asked Punky, like, are you sure this is the right way? And she's like, no, not at all. I mean, 
I don't know what I'm doing. It's called parenting, apparently. What is the deal with all these 911 texts? What's your deal? Why do you have the kids sleeping in the car? I'm trying to teach them a lesson. An extremely strange lesson. Well, they're being extremely spoiled. They're not even thinking about how hard this is for Izzy. I want them to know what it's like to struggle. You sure this is the right way? No, not at all. I don't know what I'm doing. It's called parenting. So back in the car... Izzy's like, what do you think they're saying? And then Hannah starts taking on Travis's tone of voice and saying, Punky, I understand what you're saying, but I think we need to get you psychiatric help. Like, oh, girl, come on. Then Hannah adds in Travis's voice, and a singing teacher. Then Diego adds, and Mom's like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Let's take the kids out for some deep dish pizza and forget this whole thing. Like, kids, they're not saying any of that stuff. And Daniel, of course, saying, oh, do you know how amazing Daniel's hair looks? No, he's in- invisible to me. Like, stop. Oh, Daniel. Oh, all three of those kids are really getting on my last nerve and have been this entire episode. And Daniel's like, oh, here they come. And Hannah is so happy. Like, oh, dad's going to come and rec- rescue us. Like, no, he's not. What do you think they're saying? Dad's saying. I see your point, Punky, but we may need to get you some psychiatric help and a singing teacher. And Mom's like, let's take the kids out for some deep dish pizza and forget this whole thing. Did you notice how good Daniel's hair looks? No, he's invisible to me. Oh, here they come. Yay, Dad's gonna rescue us. So Travis goes over to Hannah's side of the car and says, Hannah, my dear, would you mind moving to the back? I'm going to be joining you guys. Like, move to the back seat. Then Hannah turns to Punky and just snarls like, what did you do to him? Like, oh my god, I cannot stand these kids. I cannot stand. Izzy and Punky are the only, and occasionally okay, Travis, are the only ones I am rooting for right now. The other kids, I don't know. Hannah gets out of the car, looks at Travis and says, Travis and says, you're in a band. You're supposed to be the cool parent as she heads to the back of the car. And Travis just mouths, ouch. <laughs> Anna, my dear, would you please move to the back? I'm going to be joining you guys. <laughs> what did you do to him? <laughs> you're in a band. You're supposed to be the cool parent. So Travis gets into the passenger seat and says, there's an important lesson to learn here, kids. Granted, it's a unusual, unusual way to teach it, you know, being this important lesson. I I really like that he sides with Punky. So basically, he's like, hey, if you're going to do this, then I, I want to be here supporting you. Travis adds how he says, your mother is unusual. And he, he just confuses himself, so saying it's unusually usual. Like, I just confused myself. Like, yeah, you did. And Travis says, you know, this isn't so bad. I spent a lot of nights like this on tour. Let me guess, someone's going to bring up the fact, like, you were on a tour bus and you had a bathroom and a shower and a bed. I bet they're gonna. One of the kids is gonna bring that up. Like you were never in a car, car. 
basically says crammed into a van with a bunch of dudes that haven't showered in days. Oh, ew. I don't like that. So Travis asks Punky, like, hey, you brought snacks, right? And she says, nope. And Travis is just like, this is gonna be a long night. You didn't come prepared with anything, anything, you know, drinks. What if someone's gotta go to the bathroom? Come on. It's one thing to teach a lesson, but it's another thing to be really realistically practical. And Izzy says something makes all their ears perk up, and they really pay attention for once. Izzy says, when I left Fenster Hall, I never thought I'd be sleeping in a car again. Well, yeah, she actually slept in a car, and I believe Punky did too, when she was Izzy's age. And Hannah, who's sitting right next to Izzy now, asks Izzy, you, you slept in a car? And Izzy says, yeah, lots of times. Sometimes the car is the safest, safest place. And Izzy says how she and her mom called it city camping. And Diego says, yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. And Punky adds, oh, yeah, I did my share of city camping. And Izzy is surprised. She's like, you have? And the other kids are like, you have? They don't know about that part of Punky's life. She never shared that. Well... I don't think she was going to share it when the kids were, like, under the age of 10. And where they're not going to understand. But Izzy gets it. And Punky gets it. That's the thing is, she relates so much to Izzy. She's like, that is like, she's basically me when I was that age. And I just, I don't, I'm just wondering. Because, I mean, you know, Punky says, y'all don't know what I'm doing. It's parenting. Well, and the thing is, I just think about how she and Travis raised her kids and how why didn't, I mean, maybe she was under the idea of, I want my kids to have more than what I did when I was their age. I don't want them to want for anything. But why didn't she keep it where you can do it in a way where the kids are appreciative of and grateful for what they have as instead of well, I don't know I, like I said, I'm not a parent so I don't know but I'm just it's just I don't know Punky says you know after my mom left I would sneak into cars and sleep there so now I'm under the impression like maybe at some point like that car of theirs even though it was left in the shopping center at some point would have been towed away so then Punky probably is like well now I have to find another sleeping arrangement and she tells him you know it was scary and lonely and it wasn't until I found that empty apartment and Henry found me I mean think about it. she had Brandon to take care of too this puppy you know, she not only had to feed herself, but she had to find food for her dog and water and, you know, the bare necessities and all that stuff. And he's just like, yeah, she was not just responsible for her eight-year-old self, but also for a ten-week-old puppy. And you know that puppies grow fast and they eat a bunch of food. I, oh, I just, I, I feel so bad for her that she had to go through that. And Daniel says, you know, I didn't know you slept in cars. And he turns to Diego and asks, did you? And he looks at Hannah. And Hannah's like, no, I, I didn't know that. And even Travis, it's just how much of herself did Punky give to Travis as far as 
her her background and everything and everything that happened before I mean did she tell Travis any of that stuff or more than likely she probably left that stuff out and Punky says you know I just wanted a safe place where I felt loved and she tells him that's what I want for Izzy and Hannah says I'm a terrible person and Diego's like you sure are and <laughs> Hannah glares at Diego and Diego says but I guess I am too it's like yeah you guys were being mega brats and Daniel says, we all are. And then Punky tells Travis, my work here is done. She proved her point to these kids. I think the fact, like, yeah, she probably could have said this in the apartment, but it would not have had the same effect. I think they needed to be in a car. And the kids, like, think of the idea, like, you could be spending the night in the car. And the thing is, it's like, you're lucky, like, it's not wintertime and it is cold and, like, there's no way to start the car or heat the car up. Just like, even, I mean, being in a car is probably better than being like out on the sidewalk or something like that. But even still, if you don't have anything to heat that car, you're still gonna be, even though you got a roof over your head in a way, it's still, you're still gonna be cold. And Travis says, yo, that was some ninja parenting. And then Hannah says, well, why did we make such a big deal about sharing our room? I think, like I said, it just, it makes more sense because Hannah has the space. The boys do not. And it's not appropriate for a seven-year-old to be sharing a room with a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old. It's just, it's inappropriate. And Daniel says, hey, at least we have rooms. I mean... And then Hannah brings up the fact, well, I can just make out with a boy in the treehouse. Don't you dare defile that treehouse, Hannah. Travis turns around and is like, I'm sorry, what now? Excuse me? And Hannah says, I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe Izzy can share my room. And Daniel says, or she could share ours. I think she'd be better off sharing with Hannah. And Diego asks, what do you say, Izzy? And everyone turns and Izzy has fallen asleep, which... Punky says she's out, sleeping like a baby. Her eyes are just closed. She's like, I can hear, I bet she's going to say, I can hear you, you know. I'm not really sleeping. And of course, Daniel has to go back into spoiled mode. He's like, remember when I was your baby? And Punky says, you're still my baby. And Punky says, you're all my babies. And she says... She says, I see you. I see all of you. And she says to them, I know that all my attention has been on Izzy lately. But I just wanted to make her feel welcome. And Daniel says, it's okay. I'm getting used to being the middle child. And Punky says, you know what else you are, Daniel? Izzy's big brother. And Daniel, Daniel's like, Oh yeah, I never even thought about that. And he turns to Diego and says, I'm going to be a better big bro than you are. (laughs) And Diego says, not that hard. Travis turns to Daniel and says, a big brother. Man, that's a lot of responsibility, but I'm pretty sure you can handle it. Aww. Punky adds, and one more thing, plaids and stripes, so not your thing. 
And then he turns her attention to Diego and says, Diego, if I ever catch you with fireworks and beer. Yeah, she was listening the whole time when she was working on that uh, dresser for Izzy. She tells him, you're so busted. So Punky asks them, are you ready to go back upstairs? And Daniel says, nah, don't want to wake Izzy. Travis says, hey, let's open the moonroof. It's a clear night. We should be able to check out the stars. They're in the city, though, so how much of that is going to be ambient light? And how much of that is actually going to be stars? Hannah asks, hey, Mom, can you put on some music and not sing? (laughs) Punky turns on her music on her phone and says, no promises, honey. There's an important lesson to learn here. Granted, it's an unusual way to teach it, but your mother is unusual. So I guess you could say it's unusually usual. I just confused myself. The point is, this isn't so bad. I mean, I spent a lot of nights like this, out on tour, crammed into a van with a bunch of dudes who haven't showered in days. You brought snacks, right? Nope. This is going to be a long night. Jeez, when I left Finster Hall, I never thought I'd be sleeping in a car again. You slept in a car? Yeah, lots of times. Sometimes the car's the safest place. Me and my mom called it city camping. It's pretty rough. I've done my share of city camping. You have? You You have? have? Yeah. After my mom left, I had nowhere to go, so I would sneak into cars and sleep there. It was scary and lonely. That was before I found the empty apartment and Henry found me. I didn't know you slept in cars. Did you? I just wanted a safe place where I felt loved. That's what I want for Izzy. I'm a terrible person. You sure are. But I guess I am too. We all are. My work here is done. Yo, that was some ninja parenting. Why did we make such a big deal about sharing our rooms? I know, right? At least we have rooms. I guess I can make out with a boy in the treehouse. I'm sorry, what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe Izzy can share my room. Or she could share ours. What do you say, Izzy? She's out sleeping like a baby. Remember when I was your baby? You're still my baby. You're all my babies. And I see you. I see all of you. Uh-oh. I know most of my attention's been on Izzy lately, but it's just because I wanted her to feel welcomed. It's okay. I'm getting used to being a middle child. You know what else you are? Izzy's big brother. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to be a way better big bro than you. Not that hard. Big brother. Man, that's a lot of responsibility. But I bet you can handle it. And one more thing. Plaid and stripes, so not your thing. And Diego, if I ever catch you with fireworks or beer, you're so busted. You did this. Ready to go back upstairs? Nah, don't want to wake Izzy. 
Let's open the moonroof. It's a clear night. We can check out the stars. Hey, Mom, could you put on some music and not sing? No promises, honey. So everyone heads upstairs. Diego grabs a blanket on the couch. He has another. Why didn't Punky just have her sleeping on the couch instead of sharing a bed? I mean, unless Izzy, you know, preferred like, you know, and Punky offered, okay, if you want to sleep in my bed with me for comfort, you're more than welcome to. Like maybe she did offer the couch and Izzy declined it. So the kids all get on the couch and Hannah asks Izzy, now do you want to stay out here or do you want to sleep in our room? And Izzy asks our room? Like, yeah, she, so she was out for that whole conversation. I, like I said, it's been almost a year since I last watched this episode. And I'm just like, I thought during the conversation when Punky was talking about Izzy and everything that Izzy was like, oh, I can still hear you. I'm not actually sleeping or something like that. But no, she was out. And Hannah says, sorry, I didn't offer sooner. I'm still getting used to this sister thing. And Hannah says, I'm still getting used to this sister thing. I've never had one before. And Izzy says, me neither. I kind of like it. Aww. And Izzy says, I can't wait to use our makeup and our clothes. And just Hannah's uh, eyes get so wide, like, uh. (laughs) Yeah, she says, I can't wait to wear our makeup and wear our clothes. (laughs) And then Hannah's like, yeah, we're going to have to lay down some ground rules. So Travis hands a blank crocheted blanket. I think that's got to be the same blanket from Henry's place. And... Daniel, I love him in this moment as he takes it from Travis and says, I got it. This is big brother stuff. Oh, my heart, my heart. Travis looks at Punky and says, you're a really good mom. And Punky says, yeah, I'm just winging it. The only mom (laughs) for a mom was Henry. Yeah, she says, the only mom I had for a role model was Henry. Well, I mean... Mrs. Johnson was there, too. I mean, in a way, she kind of was for both Cherry and Punky. I mean, she was there for the uh, the bra talk, and I'm sure she was there for the period talk that we never got to because the show uh, ended before we got to that stage of Punky's life. Aw, <laughs> Brandy goes to lay across the kids. Oh, it's so, it's so cute. So, Punky tells Travis she called. And Travis says, she who? And she says, my mom. And he's like, what? No, what? Really? So he, he, even he is surprised. And Travis says, well, how do you ask, how do you feel about it? I mean, did you get any answers? And she says, well, I didn't talk to her. She, yeah, I, I'm sure she probably hung up. Like, yeah, I'm not ready. This is a 30 something year old conversation. I am not ready to take part in yet. Like, I still have to gather my thoughts and feelings yet. Honestly, this is not a conversation that you can have over the phone. This has to be done in person or in a letter. 
Some, well, no, definitely, it's just not over the phone, not in a letter. It has to be said in person. Punky says, I'm still deciding if I will. Right now, I want to focus on this family. And Travis says, well, I'm here for it. I mean, I'm not, I mean, we're not together together, but. And he says, we may not be together together, but I'll always have your back, Punky Brewster. Aww. And he says, do whatever feels right for you. And she points to the couch and says, jumping into that pile of kids feels right. So she squeezes in to the end of the couch beside Izzy and looks at Travis, who's kneeling by the couch, and says, I love this family we built. And Travis says, you built. I just hammered in a few nails. And Travis takes the chair opposite the couch, and that's how the episode ends. Pillows. Sorry I didn't offer sooner. I'm still getting used to this sister thing. I've never had one before. Me neither. I kind of like it. I can't wait to use our makeup and wear our clothes. Okay, we're gonna need to lay down some ground rules. (laughs) I got it. This is big brother stuff. You're a really good mom. I'm just winging it. The only mom I had for a role model was Henry. So, she called. She who? My mom. No, that's... Wow. How are you feeling about it? Did you get any answers? I didn't talk to her. I'm still deciding if I will. Right now, I want to focus on this family. Well, I'm here for it. I mean, we may not be together together. But I always have your back, Bucky Brewster. You do whatever feels right for you. Jumping into that pile of kids feels right. I love this family we built. You built. I just hammered in a few nails. I thought this was such a good episode after the pilot. I just, it just really knits the family, you know. It shows that this is a family that is in transition with a a new member of the family. And everyone is just kind of trying to work out the kinks and everything. And along the way, you know, Punky is helping her kids get this message, you know, getting this message across to her kids. Like, not everyone out there has it easy, and sometimes we need to take a step back and be grateful for what we have, because there are others out there that don't have what we have. They haven't been as lucky as, you know, and the fact that, you know, maybe that's why Punky held off telling the kids that she would, you know, as a child slept in cars when her mother abandoned her before Henry found her. Because they were too young to really understand and being, you know, that conversation didn't, I don't think that could have taken place in that apartment. It had to have been taken place in the car for those kids to really 
get it. So, you know, and it was after, you know, they were surprised by what Izzy had revealed that she slept in cars with her mom. And then to hear their own mother also had a similar childhood where at one point she was homeless and sleeping in cars. And not just sleeping in cars, but, you know, trying to find shelter at eight years old around the city and just taking care of herself and taking care of her dog until you know Henry found her and she found an abandoned um an, or abandoned uh, empty apartment to take shelter in granted again that apartment I don't think would have had heat because there was no one living in it at the time so the Brandon Tailwag episode rating I am going to give it I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I'm just knocking one off because the kids' attitudes really got on my nerves. Ugh, Hannah and Diego and Daniel. Not so much really Diego. It was really mainly Hannah and Daniel's attitudes that really got on my nerves. But I just, I like the lesson that Punky gave at the end with being in the car. And I liked... It was almost like a reality check to these kids that have just, they have never had to go without. So, and also, yeah, the kid, just the, Izzy's upbeat attitude with the whole, the way she was just so thrilled. She'd never had her own dresser before. She, I mean, she and her mom probably shared a dresser. Who knows? But she was just upbeat and just not thinking of herself. Just like, please don't fight over me. You know, don't let me be the reason why you're not getting along and why. She's like, I can make this work so that way you won't argue. It's like, I don't want to be an inconvenience and all of that stuff. So, yeah, when I moved in, when I was seven and I had to share a room with my cousin when I lived at my aunt and uncle's house, my uncle for a little bit did have cuz i think i shared a dresser with my cousin and he went and made like a three shelf little upright like cubby system to kind of be in the closet for me to put my clothes he actually built something like that for me which was very nice of him so yeah so yeah four out of five brand brandon tailwags cuz the dog's name is brandon even though they call him Brandy. Wait, I can't remember if Brandy's a boy or girl. Whatever. Um, anyway. Prunky's principles, or she's, should I say Izzy's ideals, however you want to say it. Idiot. is I don't know. Anyway. Just. For this episode, just be grateful for what you have. Another thing is don't judge somebody based on their appearance. You don't know. What's that saying? Like you don't really know anyone until you walk a mile in their shoes. That kind of thing. And just if you have a new family member. Yes it is hard for everyone to make that adjustment. To bring a new person in. But don't be like. Oh my gosh you're eating all my food. Oh my gosh they're blah 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 blah. It's like don't do that. Because you don't know how hard it is for that person who is making the adjustment of having been by herself or been in a facility with other kids, then now she's moving into a place where kids that have a routine that is now being adjusted 
And it just, I mean, I think it was more, I mean, we really, I would have loved Izzy's thoughts because we only got really what she was saying. Like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, don't fight over me. I, I love the fact that, yeah, and the fact that she's gone without growing up. And a, a whole dresser to herself was just, she couldn't believe it. It's like the best gift ever. So, and this, these kids with their own rooms and everything. And who knows if she ever, you know, when her mom and her were living together, if he, she even had her own room. We don't know. We don't know. But we do learn a little bit as season one goes on, a little bit of tidbits about Izzy's life prior to coming to Fenster and living with Punky and them. So, of course, I like to do comparisons when the episode does call for it. And in this case, I want to play some clips from the original Punky Brewster called Punky Gets a Room or Gets Her Own Room. So, yeah, uh, to start off this first clip, because I'm not playing the whole... So, basically, because there's a montage and there's no dialogue. Uh, the first one, of course, Cherry helps Punky fold the Afghan blanket on the couch. And Punky states how she wishes she had her own room. And Cherry says, yeah, a room has a bed. This is basically a couch. A little couch room, okay. Maybe I could ask Henry for a study. <laughs> Forget it. Nobody could get him to give that room up. Well, I'm not nobody. I'm Punky Booster. So Punky thinks maybe Henry will let her have his study, which does later become Punky's bedroom. And Cherry, who clearly has known... Henry longer than Punky says, oh, forget that. I mean, there's no way. Nothing in this world will make, and nothing and nobody in this world will make that man give up that study. It's like his pride and joy. And Punky says, well, I'm not nobody. I'm Punky Brewster. It's like, you haven't seen me work my magic yet. So Henry's hanging out. 
in his armchair in his study. And the thing is, I mean, what did... At this point, she hasn't... Oh, she has already been to Fenster Hall and he got, you know, custody to be able to foster her. This should have been up for discussion, like, you need to make sure she has her own room. Because, I mean, what was his game plan? Just like, hey, hang up, sleep on the couch for now? Until he... Like, this just is like, no, I mean... We saw Simon Chillings in season two. Apparently her having her room at... Well, or what, sharing a room with Cherry because when Henry was in the, you know, hospital. Um, that wasn't good enough for Simon P. Chillings of Fenster Hall. No. Well, and all of us, along with Betty, had even said, so you want her to go from sharing a room with one child to sharing a room with at least four other kids? Where's the logic in that? And of course he... He knew she was right and he did not have an answer for her. But yeah, here's Punky going in and seeing. Yeah, she also, you know, she's going to school. She's hung around other kids. She knows they all most likely have bedrooms. If I mean, even if they're sharing a bedroom, they still technically have a bed in a room and not a couch room as what Jerry called the living room. So, and, and to Henry's, he's like, well, you don't know that many kids yet. It's like, do you want her to go out and take a tally of every single kid in her school that has their has a bed in a room, a bedroom, whether they have their own or share one? Because I'm sure she can get back to you. <laughs> do you want me to go and uh, find out? <laughs> it says, I promise you one day you will get a room. So when is that like when she leaves for college? <laughs> I mean, come on, Henry. You had to have a game plan in this. Or is it one of those, we'll get to cross that bridge when it eventually becomes a problem or an issue or has to be taken care of? Tell you what, Punky. Maybe 
maybe this could be your bedroom. Really? Yippee! But. But what? It's going to take more than a day. It's going to take a lot of money, time, and effort to change this study into a bedroom. And we don't want to rush into anything, do we? We don't? No, I can't have a couch forever. This is something that has to be carefully thought out and planned. Because we want this room to be the best bedroom that any little girl could possibly have. first became building manager and he moved into the building he got his choice of any apartment in that building he chose of course the second floor because of the view of the tree through the window and he just it's just such a nice i can read a book listen to music not be disturbed <laughs> and yeah and she is like right out like oh can I have it? And he looks at her, just takes his glasses off, looks at her like, did I hear you right? What? <laughs> and she says, even when Brandon comes in here, and Henry's like, what? He comes in here? Like, well, he doesn't actually come into the room. He just hangs out in the doorway. He's like, boy, I, I, you know, his doggy brain is all like, boy, I wish I could really go in that room. And I love how Henry goes, <laughs> off limits, sorry. <laughs> I do apologize for coughing through the clip and now. Um, yeah, and he also mentions about how the fact it'll take a lot of time and money to change this room over to a room for a young... How much money do you really think? What? All you gotta do, clear the shelves, get the stuff out of that room, and then maybe paint it. Paint it. Throw in a bed. A dresser. That's pretty much it. I, I can't see that costing an arm and a leg. You're not remodeling a room. You're just changing it over. I don't think it costs as much money. I mean, and you can only do so much. You're living in an apartment. This isn't a house that you paid for that you can just remodel it. Even Jeremy and I were having that discussion last night about the apartment. It's like... What are, like, some people out there will actually paint their apartments, the walls and whatnot. I'm thinking, you know you do have to paint that over before you move, right? Yeah. So, and he says, I promise you one day, because he says, you know, we got, it costs a lot of time and money to make this room into the best bedroom a little girl could ever want. And Punky's like, well, gee, I really wish that, uh, I hope that I get it to have a room while I'm still a little girl. <laughs> uh, I guess Henry would honestly put this off until the end of time, until Punky, like, leaves for college. <laughs> like, hey, we can finally get started on that room. Well, 
Henry, I um am gonna be renting out a do dorm, so sorry. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I'll see you later tonight. You know, this is this is eighty four back when. I mean, and the thing is, even Mrs. Johnson, you know, when she was working, you know, at the hospital and stuff, the kids were left alone a bit. And now you would not be able to do that. You would not be able to leave an eight or nine year old home by themselves. So as soon as Henry leaves, Sherry's like, hey, how'd it go? Did you get your own room? She's like, no, because he says it'll cost too much time and money and effort to make this into a girl's bedroom. So... And Punky's like, wait a minute. And then Sherry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Puts her hands like, um, I have a feeling I'm not going to live to see the age of nine. And we get the montage of them taking all the stuff that is Henry's out of that room. I don't know where they put it. And, you know, turning it into her bedroom. And they have a fun time. They bring Eddie, the maintenance guy, in. He helps them, especially when it comes to, like, you know, painting. And she's, like, up on... Eddie's shoulders as she's getting around the room. And the thing is, it's it's, a, uh, it's kind of a hot, multicolored mess. But when we see the finished result of what the set designers did, it is a beautiful, bright, sunshiny, gorgeous room that any child would just love to live in. I mean, I would have loved to live in that room. I remember when my mom and aunt had repainted my room from Sesame Street wallpaper and yellow walls to some, um, I can't remember. It was like a girl with, it, it was like a girl in a bonnet. It wasn't Strawberry Shortcake, but it's just like a girl, like up against a tree, like reading a book or something like that, or carrying a little metal pail and, you know, pink walls. And that's pretty much what I had from age probably... Six until age 11 when I eventually moved into my sister's room and she moved out and didn't do anything to that room. There was like a duck border, war, uh, wallpaper border, like just around, just below the ceiling level. And that was pretty much all that was ever done with that room. I mean, I decorated the white walls with, um, you know, pictures of movie stars when I was like 13 all the way up till, you know, 18. So, yeah. I did my own decorating. <laughs> the reveal of the room afterwards, and it just... You get applause from the audience because they love it. And I love how the Punky and Sherry are just taking in the work that they did and how great the room looks at the big reveal. <laughs> hey, look, there's an image of Brandon. Great work, guys. Can you imagine Harry's face when he sees what we've done? Did they get that done in a day? Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, he ain't, he ain't happy. He is stunned. That is so cool. The envy of all little girls everywhere wanting that flower cart bag. 
snores? Well, Izzy was right. Pumpkin's a snorer. Maybe. And then, in the morning, <laughs> I just... That little wooden ramp, I think. I don't know if they keep that later on. You painted my empty truck? Of course she does. A room of your own. And when I see how you've taken my study and painted it these bright and colorful colors, <laughs> why, it just makes me want to cry. Yeah. Are you telling me that I get to keep this room? Yes. I have to tell you something that's very <laughs> difficult for me. You did a real good job. Wow. Dude! I'm okay. Luckily, I landed on my head. And he's still talking. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I wish the sunshine came out of him. Oh! You pull down with the... Moon, I like that. Harry, this spot is going to be for you. And only you. I won't let anybody it, else or... sit on it. Not even Brandon. I don't think he could. That's very nice, Bucky. <laughs> Thank you. Oh no, it's still wet. <sighs> right now, I think <laughs> I'll go roll into my easy chair and Try to unwind. This one? <laughs> oh, he's got purple pants. Oh, boy. because she did change it without his permission and everything. But the fact that he's I want this room changed back to exactly the way it was. I'm thinking, well, that is not gonna happen, sir. Because, uh, yeah. But I understand what she's getting at. 
saying, you know, I thought for once you and I, I, I could feel like I'm part of a family. You know, you and I could be a family. And I could have something that, you know, belongs to me. You know, and, and, and the fact that she's saying, like, well, how can I do that when everything here is yours? Like, how can I feel welcome in this place if everything here belongs to you? I have no... It's almost like, I have nothing of my own. And it's, just, it's heartbreaking and it's sad. And, you know, she speaks that truth to Henry. And when she turns to walk out the, you know, door and he, he stops, stops her and says, Punky, come back here. I'm going to say this once and only once. And he says, you're right. You're right and I'm wrong. And she's like, wait, what? He says, you do need a room of your own. It's like, yes, she does. By standards of Fenster Hall, she needs to have a room or her own room. I, th that would not have been able to go on for very long. Like, she would have to have, as part of that agreement of her staying with him, she would have to have her own room. He wouldn't have been able to drag his feet on that. And it's just, I mean, he even says, oh, you painted my trunk? And she says, yeah, I painted, you know, he's like, you painted it like a lavender purple. And she's like, yeah, it was a better color than green. Which, <laughs> yeah. Right, Quinn? Yeah, that's right, girl. <laughs> so... Yeah, and he tells her, you know, this is it's your room now then. And she's surprised, like, you mean I get to keep this room? I'm thinking for all the hard work that she and Eddie and Cherry all put into making that room the way it is, I'd be like, yes, of course you get to keep this room. It's just such a, a sweet moment. And, of course, when he sits on that trunk, it's still wet paint. So he gets up and he goes to the door. And then, of course, we see, like, oh, boy. And she knows, like, oh, Henry's going to blow his top. So she starts counting down with five, four, three, two, one. And then Henry's like, Bunky! <laughs> oh, my God. See, it's just, I mean, even though this concept of a young girl and an elderly man, you know, living together and him taking care of her would not work today. Just so many legal and, you know, other reasons. Um, but the concept was adorable and just heartwarming and just everything we didn't know we needed. Which, for me, the new Punky Brewster was... Just everything I think the world needed and more. I, and I, I, I don't mean to slander the new Saved by the Bell, but I'm angry that that show got picked up for a second season and Punky Brewster did not. Not only am I angry at that, Punky Brewster, the new Punky Brewster was free on Peacock. It's not anymore. So, I mean, it's whatever, you know, spending five extra dollars a month on another streaming service. But I liked the option when it first came out, like, hey, we're giving the, you this show to watch for absolutely free. And now it's like, well, now it's part of the Peacock Premium, so now you have to pay either $5 or $10 a month. I mean, I guess Premium Plus is where you don't get any commercials or some commercials, but it's like, the only thing I'm watching on Peacock right now is 
Punky Brewster for the sake of this podcast. And then once it's I'm done covering it, then I'm pretty much getting to probably just go back to it being free. I don't understand why, why the Punky Brewster show can't be put on DVD. I just think it would make more sense. So that way people can have a physical copy of the show. So I don't know. I don't know who I gotta jump on to ask about that. And I'm not gonna worry about it. It is what it is. So, But let's talk about the show. The, the show. The episode I will be covering at some point for the podcast. So let's see. Let's go back to Funky Brewster. The new one, 2021. I wish that another network would pick up this show. I really, really wish it would. I just thought it was nice, you know, the Peacock Network, this new streaming service, because Punky Brewster was part of that. And now it's just like, ugh. So, yeah, the next episode I'll be covering, Season 1, Episode 3, Two First Dates, this aired February 25th, along with all the other episodes on 20, you know, in 2021. Punky and Hannah go on dates on the same night, and Izzy helps Travis write a song. I'm not too interested about Punky and Hannah going out on the dates. That didn't interest me, but... Is he spending time with Travis writing a song? Sounds awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and when I cover it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great day. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to support it, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the Punky Power Podcast. And have a great February, everybody. Bye-bye.